Beyond the Paper Gown inspires, informs, and empowers women with the latest information about our health and healthcare choices. Join in for provocative conversations with scientists, clinicians, policymakers, and innovators. Beyond the Paper Gown is hosted by Dr. Mitzi Crockover, internal medicine specialist and women's health advocate. The following information is for entertainment, educational, and informational purposes only. This information is not intended as a substitute for professional therapy or medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Hello, welcome to Beyond the Paper Gown. I'm Dr. Mitzi Crockover. We're continuing the conversation I had with Dr. Jocelyn Fitzgerald, a urogynecologist and pelvic reconstructive surgeon at the University of Pittsburgh Medical Center and an assistant professor of obstetrics and gynecology at the University of Pittsburgh School of Medicine during a previous webinar that was streamed on the fempeak.ai platform. Dr. Fitzgerald trained as an OBGYN and then continued her training in female pelvic medicine and reconstructive surgery. She treats issues that arise in the pelvic floor, which is a group of muscles and connective tissue that support the bladder, bowel, and our reproductive organs. I invite you to listen to the first part of my conversation with Dr. Fitzgerald, where she goes into more depth about the pelvic floor, pelvic physical therapy, and incontinence. In this episode, we focus on interstitial cystitis, or IC. The CDC estimates that up to 12% of women in the United States may have early symptoms of IC. And while IC affects both men and women, it can be especially challenging to diagnose in women because symptoms of IC can be similar to symptoms that occur in other common conditions, such as urinary tract infections or endometriosis. The exact cause of this syndrome is unknown and is usually diagnosed when other possible causes are ruled out. One issue that I know that I saw a great deal when I was in practice that I think really goes under the radar is interstitial cystitis. One of the symptoms of it is, again, frequent urination. And a lot of times they're treated for frequent UTIs when, of course, there really aren't urinary tract infections. So can you talk a little bit about the approach that you might take? Yeah. I'm so glad you brought this up because I can't believe we went through an entire chat about pelvic pain and I didn't mention interstitial cystitis, which is maybe primarily the pelvic pain syndrome that I treat the most Hmm. as a urogynecologist. And what interstitial cystitis is, theme of the day, an umbrella term for bladder symptoms that are painful with multiple potential origins. So the symptoms that women will experience that have interstitial cystitis, and again, men can experience this too. I also don't want to exclude Trans men from this conversation, trans men can experience everything we've talked about today. Interstitial cystitis is a condition where the best way I can explain it is you feel as though you have a UTI all the time, but Mm you don't. You have pain when the bladder is full, sort of a constant bladder awareness and pressure, frequency, urgency, again, often burning. And it looks a little different for everyone, but it's in the absence of a positive urine culture. So when you go and get tested for UTI repeatedly, it keeps coming back negative. So it's horrible. It's a totally debilitating condition. And what causes it? Well, many things can. Recurrent urinary tract infections actually can be a cause of interstitial cystitis. 
the sensitization and inflammation of the nerves in the bladder wall that come from being infected for so long. So they continue to send these pain and urgency signals to the brain, to the spinal cord and then to the brain. Endometriosis, common theme, probably half of the interstitial cystitis I see uh, has its origins in untreated endometriosis. So that's a huge one. And then other sort of urethral conditions and pelvic floor pain, spasm, sexual trauma, those sorts of things can be related to IC. It also can be totally idiopathic. Like some women can have what I call like pure IC, like that's their only symptom. That's pretty rare. Sometimes those women have bladder ulcers called Hunter ulcers, which are very treatable actually. And that's just like a long, a long story long about this chronic bladder pain syndrome that can be very difficult to treat, really responds to a multimodal treatment, medications, physical therapy, treating other conditions that might be related to why you're experiencing this and then kind of managing it as time goes on. And would you also suggest diet as well? You mentioned that early on about certain irritants. Yes. Everything I said about bladder irritants from at the beginning of this talk applies to IC. Artificial sweeteners, caffeine, acid, alcohol, things we all drink every day because they make life a little better. They will not make life better for your IC. Spicy food also is the worst. I tell people that if they ever made themselves a diet spicy margarita with caffeine in it, it would be like the absolute worst thing. <laughs> <laughs> what not to do. What not to do. <laughs> oh. Interstitial cystitis can be frustrating and even debilitating. But if you have symptoms of bladder irritation, as Dr. Fitzgerald described, do talk with your physician about the possibility of interstitial cystitis. Many times there are other coexisting conditions, such as endometriosis, that also need to be addressed. You may consider consulting a urogynecologist or pelvic physical therapist. Avoiding foods that can irritate the bladder may also help. In my experience, a good resource that many patients have found helpful is the Interstitial Cystitis Association. We'll have the link in our podcast notes. I invite you to continue the conversation about this episode and IC at our forums on womencenter.com. I also invite you to listen to the rest of my conversation with Dr. Fitzgerald. We talk about chronic pelvic pain and how to deal with painful sex from the perspective of a urogynecologist. I hope you'll check these episodes out along with the first episode I told you about earlier. Thank you for listening. I do hope you'll join us if you enjoyed today's episode. Please subscribe. For more information on this episode or for additional episodes, links, and comments, find us at beyondthepapergown.com or follow us on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. This episode of Beyond the Paper Gown was produced by Patrick Shumbayati and Dr. Mitzi Crockover. Until next time, stay healthy and centered.